Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we love you. And God, I just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that we get to live as disciples of Jesus in 2017. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to be a people of prayer. We pray that that would mark our lives. We pray that that would mark our church, that we would be people that know God. And we thank you for, even in this season of fasting, we thank you for the opportunity to draw close to your heart and voluntarily forego some things that we love because we love you even more. And God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, now as we go into this week three of habit, we pray that we would fall more in love with the word of God. We ask that we would feast upon it, that we would feed upon it, that we would crave it, Lord Jesus. Let the word of God come alive to us. We ask for a spirit of revelation to be on your word for each one of us as we spend time alone with you, as well as when we gather on Sundays. We honor you, we love you, and all of Radiant said, amen. And all of Radiant said, amen. (laughs) All right, just making sure. Are you alive? Are you okay? It's the end of the fast, isn't it? You're like, you're dragging. You're like... You're like, man, I'm barely there. Give me some caffeine. Um, no, uh, I, 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 I'm really excited to talk about this idea a little bit. And, th- and when we talk about habits, I really want to just highlight that the point of the habits, even though we're talking about habits, the point of the habit is not the habit. The point of the habit is relationship with Jesus, right? And so sometimes when you talk about some of these different disciplines or habits, you know, it's easy to kind of get your attention on the habit. But the point is that the habit puts us in front of Jesus, that the habit helps us encounter and where we're aiming, the goal, the touchdown, what our purpose is, is relationship with God. And so at the core, it's relationship. So I have this habit. It's called date night. Renata and I go on our date night. We do our date nights on Sunday nights because for us, it's the best night of the week. We've just finished church. We're going into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we homeschool. And that's a lot of work plus planning a church. And so it not only does it function as our date night, but it also lets us take a few moments and talk about what God did at Radiant Church. And so we, 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 we look forward to our date night, but the point of date night is not the restaurant. The point of date night is not the car time. The point of date night is the person, right? The point of date night is Renata, right? That's really why, uh, the reason why we go on the date is because my goal is not, hey, I'm gonna really plan out, you know, what we're gonna eat and the restaurant. That, that habit, that time set apart, it's a good thing and, it's the ha- and I wanna make it great. But the point is Renata or uh, many of us or many of you uh, spend a lot of time in the gym, right? <laughs> By faith, I will one day. Anyway, and, but, but none of you would say the point of my workout is the barbells. The point of my workout is the elliptical. The point of my workout is the room where all the people are. No, it's, it's forming the habit for the sake of being healthy or being strong. You with me? And so with these habits, our goal is that you would grow in relationship with God. And so we look, when we look at the scriptures, we find frequently where Jesus might even be a little bit annoyed with Pharisees or people that kind of get all about the law but miss the person. And so when we talk about these disciplines, what I don't want you to do is think, man, this radiant church, these guys are like all about all these things I got to do. They're always talking about prayer meetings and they're talking about small groups and they're talking about fasting and they're talking about reading my Bible. And we want all those things and we want you to find your spot on the dream team and fulfill what God's called you to do. But all of those things are these disciplines that we do, not for the sake of discipline, but for the sake of a person. 
And so I want you to really lock in with that because if you don't, then it's easy to think, man, I've got a lot of obligatory things if I'm gonna be a part of this church. Well, those things are not obligatory things that we care about because we care about the discipline or because we care about the habit. It's because we care about Jesus and we want to give you the opportunity to experience the fullness of what God has for you. And that's a whole lot different than making all these things the end game. The end game is not the habit. End game is relationship with God. And you being able to fulfill and know God and fulfill all that God's called you to do. And so I just want you to really, really lock in with that because my dream then as we focus in today, and you could say this for all of them. I mean, I want you, I, my dream is that as a pastor, that we would go from the have to to the get to, from the ought to to the can't wait to. So it's not, man, if I'm going to be a Christ follower, I really should pray, or I really should fast, or man, I got to do the Bible thing, or man, maybe I need to discover my purpose, maybe I need to serve somewhere, maybe, no, but it's to rearrange to where those are the habits and the opportunities, because you want to encounter and know God, and so man, I love the opportunity to pray, I love, I get, I get the opportunity to serve. I get the opportunity to study the word of God. And then when that becomes the way that you see following Jesus, whoo, there's life on the inside because it's not a duty, it's a delight. It's not obligatory ritual. It is compelled by love for Jesus. And I love these avenues, these habits, these on-ramps, these opportunities. Why? Because we love him so much. And so that's the way that I want you to see this as we talk about the word of God today. As we talk about reading the scriptures or studying the scriptures or meditating on the scriptures or delighting in the scriptures. And so the first point I wanna just encourage you to is, is I wanna encourage you to, to love it, to, to love the scriptures. Now, my points this morning are very, very easy. It's, it's real simplistic. My kids got this toy at Christmas that uh, it's called, a, is it called a bop it? All right, yeah, and it never stops at my house. It's like bop it, twist it, pull it, bop it, twist it, twist it, bop it, bop it, twist it, pull it. And it, in my house, that is like filled up our house since Christmas day. Bop it, twist it. I mean, it's crazy. And so when I went to write a sermon, my sermon sounds like that. It's love it, live it, learn it, because that's kind of <laughs> what's going on in my head right now. It's cause bop it, pull it, twist it. So, so I'm sorry if that, that my points are being affected by my children, but the, the points this morning are love it, live it, learn it, and then you can mix them up. Live it, learn it, love it, love it, live it, learn it. Um, and <laughs> you never know which one's coming. So um, that's my hope. Uh, so first one <laughs> is love it. I'm not kidding. That really is my points today. Um, and it really did come from that. Um, okay, so Psalm 1. Love it. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight, say delight, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And this is the idea, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, like you actually like it, like you actually love it. And I want to invite you to imagine you delighting in the word of God. Not just your spouse, not just your son or daughter or your uncle or your friend who's a teacher or, but, but if, let's just talk about us. Imagine you actually delighting and enjoying studying, spending time with devouring, chewing on the word of God. For me, I remember when I saw someone do this in a way I'd never seen before. I was, um, 
college student and we were doing a youth conference and I had a roommate on a trip and uh, we were both 19 years old and they, and, 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 we, and they sent us, you know, we went to had a host family for uh, a couple nights as we were doing this youth event. And I'll never forget, uh, there was bunk beds. So me and this guy had bunk beds where we were like, staying in some kids' houses, some parents' house in the kids' bunk beds. And we're, we're about to go to sleep and the guy is saying, hey, do you, are you a light sleeper? And I said, yes, actually. And he said, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna set the alarm for 2 a.m. And I said, whoa, 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 you're the worst roommate ever. Like, what's that about? And I just, I, I, he said, well, I, I, I read the scriptures. I get up and I just plow through the scriptures from 2 to 4 a.m. every night. And I thought, that's bizarre. Like, really? I thought he was kidding. And he's like, no, 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 that's, 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 that's the time that's quiet. And that's the time that, and we had this conversation where he just talked about, how that's his way of, of really getting in the word of God. And I could tell as we talked, he just loved it. And I wanted to love the scriptures like that. Truth be told, I, I liked, as a, as a high school student, as a college student, I mean, I liked prayer meetings and I liked hearing people preach and I liked a lot of things, but two hours in the middle of the night <laughs> reading the Bibles just didn't sound that great to me. And, and I remember feeling just the way that he delighted in it and seeing someone that, was all up in it. And I want us just to, to take a step. I'm not saying that you become a two to 4 a.m. type person that reads the scripture, but maybe some of you. But I wanna invite you to just ask the Lord today to help you take a step. Take a step in loving it, in loving the word of God, getting it in your heart. I remember as a kid just seeing my dad's Bible and my dad, when he would preach, he would, uh, he would keep his finger in his Bible like that. And then he had that like the whole time. He thought pulpits were for wimps. And so he's, anyway. And so uh, he would just hold the Bible like this. And, the, and, and so there was just sweat marks all in the Bible, you know, like all, it was all brown and yellow. And, and, uh, and, and then it was all marked up because he would just spend all kinds of time in the word of God and, and because, because he loved it. I told this story the first week of our church. I just want, I just want you to get this. I wanted to go deep again because it, it really meant something to me. I, I feel like in our culture, what I feel like I'm told is, you know, a 40-year-old guy watching commercials or hanging out in my culture, I feel like the, the number one thing that people are always trying to get me to love or to treasure is comfort. Like, I really feel like it's like, live well, be comfortable, and be worried to death about the future. Be worried about your retirement. Be worried about politics. Be worried about the government. Be worried about how much money you have. Be just, and... And, and so I don't know if you feel that way, but that's one of the things that I, I feel is there's, there's that kind of that. that. And, and so I think that a lot of times it's easy for us to have, I'll pay any price to make sure that I'm comfortable and I'll pay any price to make sure that everything's okay so that I'm, I'm safe and I'm comfortable. And I just, I had this experience that just blew me away when, um, when Dick Eastman, who's one of my heroes, he's the leader of Every Home for Christ. And, and last year just had this, moment where he was telling a few of us this story where he's the one that I told you about that has spent an hour alone with God every day since he was 30 years old without missing a day and he's 73 so that's quite a while uh over 40 years where he's been spending that time alone with God on a daily basis and and in the scriptures and for the last six or seven years he's been using the same bible and it was just an incredible story because he said that it, he needed to get it recovered. And so he went to, the, to uh, get it recovered and they said, it'll take two weeks. And he said, I don't have two weeks. And they said, well, it's gonna take two weeks. And he said, well, what would it take to get it back 
tomorrow. And they said, well, you can't get it back tomorrow. You have to get in line. And this is the line I want you to get. And this is the point of this story is he looked at them and he said, 73-year-old man, loves the word of God, been in it, haven't missed a day of being in the word of God for 43 years. And at 73, he looks at the young lady who's working at the Bible recover store, if that, whatever, and says, I'll pay any price. Like, what is that? Like, what, 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 what kind of delighting in the word of God has a 73-year-old instead of saying, hey, you know, for the cruise, I'll pay any price, or, you know, to make sure that my, all of, all of my futures, I'll pay any price, which is what a lot of people will say, I'll, I'll pay any price to make, but for him, there was this response to, I, that's the Bible that I've been, you know, in and that I love, and I'll pay any price. There's some connection and I know every millennial is thinking, dude, just download version, man. Like there's lots of, it's cheaper, just buy a Bible. But here's his point. The point, the point is this, it's, it's precious. It's not just the Bible, it's his Bible. It's, it's alive, it's alive and it's working inside of him. And, and man, imagine if you and I, if we didn't just have, oh yeah, it's a good discipline, but man, we delighted in it, Psalm 1. It was, it was, it was our passion and, and though on a daily basis we have many things trying to get our attention, and many of you have given up in these 21 days, social media or some of those things that to try to create time, and here's my secret prayer. I had one guy in the church tell me, uh, he emailed me this week, and he said, um, here's what I decided to fast for 21 days. And he said, but I just wanted to let you know that this has so increased my activity and encounter with God, I've decided just to make it permanent. I'm just gonna continue with this. It's not fasting all food. He will eat again. But it was a certain fasting, and he just said, I'm just gonna get rid of that altogether in my life because the word of God has come alive to me in such a powerful way, I just wanna keep going. And my hope and my prayer is that we would grow in that, that we would just... That we, would, that we would love it and like even that Dick Eastman story that we would say, I'll pay any price because here's what happens. Our, when, when, we, when we feed on the word of God, we start to crave it. So whatever you feed upon, you will develop an appetite for. So if you feed upon fantasy football, you'll develop an appetite for it and suddenly you're, you'll care, you'll know about it. In my world, with many conversations where Renata is standing there and I'm talking to three other guys and we start talking fantasy football, she fades out. You wanna know why? Because she's clueless about fantasy football. <laughs> Big pause right there. She's <laughs> clueless about fantasy football, right? She doesn't know. There's no knowledge. There's no working knowledge to it, right? But for us, man, feed upon it and checking it and Dan Montgomery beat me and I, I got feelings connected to it and I gotta study it and some of that. Why? Because I fed myself on it, and so I start to care about it. I mocked it the first time I heard about it. First time I ever heard about it, 2008, I told my friend, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What is that? What is it? It's a, a fake online football. That's crazy. Until I fed upon it, and then I can get addicted to it. All right, pick your thing. Pick whatever it is. Whatever, whatever is the world that you feed upon, you start to develop a hunger for. And so if you feed upon, if you feed upon a show on HGTV, you'll start to be interested in that thing. If you feed upon a sport, you'll start to be interested. Whatever you feed upon, you will develop an appetite for. And so in these 21 days, our goal is this. God, we want to push out some of the other appetites and we want a growing hunger for your word. We want to feast upon your word like never before. And so that's, that's the goal. 
The goal is, is that in your journey and in your life, that the word of God would be what you feast upon, not merely the obligatory discipline that you must do to kind of prove yourself or kind of feel like you are Christian, but instead that you would, as a Christ follower, feed upon what you love. And so you feed upon the word of God and you, you start to grow. And so if you'll start to do that, if you'll start to say, I'm gonna feed upon this, I know I could binge on Netflix. <laughs> Don't feel convicted or condemned. Well, okay, convicted, all right. But there's a whole culture that's binging on, on Netflix. And I just wanna invite you, what happens if you kind of shut that appetite down for a season and binge on the word of God? That's the point for today. That's, that's spontaneous Twitter material. Binge on Jesus, <laughs> you know, binge on the word of God. If you start to binge on that and get the word of God inside of you, whatever you feed upon, you will develop an appetite for. And so when you get around people that have been marking up their Bibles, crying in their Bibles, studying the word of God and loving it, it's actually what starts to come out and it's what they enjoy. All I'm saying is let's go on that journey together. Let's go on that journey of actually, I mean, being committed to the word of God and loving it, giving it all we've got. So Psalm 119 says this, I have hidden or you could say treasured your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And that, that kind of takes us to point two which is live it, love it, live it, love it, live it, learn it, bop it. Uh, point two is live it because here's the idea. When you, when you treasure it, when you treasure the word of God or when you hide it in your heart, then the psalmist says there that I might not sin against you. When you know it, feed upon it, treasure it, it empowers you and, or strengthens you to go the next step and live it. If you don't have knowledge of it, if you don't have knowledge of fantasy football, you're probably not gonna be that great. If you, at, at fantasy football, if you don't have, if you have knowledge of bull riding, you're probably gonna be good or you won't know, you'll walk into a rodeo and people that know bull riding know more than you do and you'll not be that great. But if you feed upon it, you'll be able to talk it, it pick anything. Same with the word of God. If you love it and treasure it, it will give you inertia and strength to live it. And so Jesus talks that this way. Matthew 7, 24, you know this story. It's one of my favorites because it helps us know about how we're growing our lives, how we're, what we're becoming, where he says this, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. Here's the deal. If you are a church going person, one of the things that's easy for us to do is to know the words have some of it and not live it, not, not apply it. And Jesus compares that to building our house on sand. And so, man, it's more than just being able to memorize it. It's, it's, it's actually taking that next step that says, God, help me live it each day. And if you'll love it and grow in love and treasuring it, delighting in it, pick your word there, but it's, it's not obligatory only. There's days it's, it just feels obligatory, but it's alive inside of you. And there's, there's hunger inside of you. 
then you'll begin to activate it where you're actually looking at, okay, this is what your word says, God. And if this is what your word says, then in this 24-hour period, God, I want to live it. I want to see it happen. And you start just taking risks. If you don't treasure it and love it, then you don't, you don't know it, and so you don't activate it or live it. But if you know it, you'll start to live it. And I want to invite you to even in 24-hour cycles, start to say, apply what you read to the next 24 hours. So like, Friday night, I was in Houston, and I preached on prayer, you know, and I'm, so I'm, and, and which, which was crazy. I, I asked them, how long do you want me to preach? And they said, oh, preach as long as you want. And I said, okay. And so I preached for 70 minutes, and then they said, that was too long. I said, sorry, you said as long as I wanted. Could have gone two hours. Anyway, and so, but I talked about prayer, and, 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 I, and I was just telling, I was like, I want every single one of you, pick out one person, and we're going to pray for them. And tonight, this is going to just be a big, fat daddy prayer meeting where we're going to just cry out to God. I want you to pray for one person. We want to activate the word of God. I know every single one of you know, ask, seek, knock, but let's just not know it. Let's live it. Let's do it right now. And so, flew home on Saturday morning the next day, and last night, I'm trying to go to bed. Because we do portable church, which means we get up at 5 a.m. Which <laughs> Anyway, and I've got this guy from Houston, and he's just blowing up my phone, just texting me. The guy that I prayed for got saved today. God really does stuff. And here's what he was saying. I mean, he wouldn't stop. Just I was like, that's awesome. Praise God. <laughs> no, but you don't understand. This is amazing. Oh, that's, oh, praise God. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, bro, airplane mode. I'm trying to go to bed here. Like, leave me alone. Here's what was going on inside of him. He was going, oh man, if I activate it, if I, if I do the stuff, God really, God really works. And so I want to invite you to go, not just, not just love it, but start to live it. Like take a risk. James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And so here's what we're doing as a Radiant Church. We are inviting everybody to just read through the scriptures with us. And we're doing just one, the one-year Bible. If you'll do that, and you can jump in with us, and we've got it on our website, and we're just, we've got the plan on the website, and you can join on your, on your iPhone or your Android with, with YouTube and just go along with us. Each reading takes 12 to 15 minutes. And one of the things that we like about this plan is that you've got Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs. And so if when we get into the season where we're just in Leviticus, you got a little bit, got a little bit of the gospels coming, you know, like if you can just endure the Leviticus mud, you know, and just make it through. A lot of people can't make it through Leviticus. They're like, they don't read through the Bible because they just about February, they get stuck in Leviticus and it's over. And so what, what we want to do is we want to just, we, we just like it because you get Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, and just then I want to invite you to, the, to do that. We're just calling it hashtag rad365. And what we're doing is we're just trying to say it, get the word of God in us and then live it and then just declare it and just get it out. And I wanna invite you to activate it. Like, like take a moment and just get one thing from it. Just one, like it's 12 to 15 minutes or you can do audio. If you just put it on audio on the U version, I mean, you just click it and while you work out or whatever you're doing, you can, you can listen to it and get it in you. And then I wanna invite you to take one verse or even one phrase, maybe even one word from that and just ask God, how do I activate this today? Like, like, like I read, you know, if you read 
Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And you're just, okay, take that one verse, and then all through your day, okay, God, how do I, today, I'm gonna delight myself in the Lord, and just stop. Maybe it's one phrase. Maybe it's, it's not even the whole verse, because it's hard to memorize the whole verse. Maybe you just get that one phrase, but just all day long, just be praying that one, that one verse. And what I have found in my own journey, more than working on Bible degrees, <laughs> more than any other way of loving the scriptures, is just taking one verse or one phrase even and just praying it. And that's the way that the Bible has been in my own life just activated where I, where I actually start to delight in it. And so I wanna invite you, just go on this journey with us. And you say, David, but it's January 22nd and I didn't start on January 1st. Just pick up with us. Just start today. Just go do January 22nd. And then in 2018, you'll fill in, you know, that little bit, those, those little 22 days or whatever. But just join with us. And, and, and just, get, just get that 15 minutes of the word of God inside of you and then activate it. All right, and then this last one is this. I wanna invite you just to really love it, live it, and then learn it. If you love it and you live it, learning it will be enjoyable instead of painful. Learning it will be a delight. All of us know the story of William Tyndale who literally was burned at the stake because he had this passion to translate the scriptures into English so that everybody could read it. So in 1536, he's losing his life because he had this passion to translate it so that it wouldn't just be in Latin, but that everybody could read it in English. You know, that was English. And, I, and I, I, my, my thought is this. I just was thinking about that and contemplating, you know, Tyndale and his passion for the word of God and everybody being able to read it. And my thought is just imagine where we're at, how different we are today where, man, it's just, people aren't like sacrificing and being burned at the stake so that they could get the scriptures. It's like available to us in multiple versions. I mean, you've got not just, I mean, you've got all the versions, but then you've got the specially study Bibles and you've got the kids Bible and the teen Bible and the the cowboy Bible, and I mean, there's all kinds of just, I mean, it's, there's so much work be, that has been done to help you engage with scripture. Whether it's an app or whether it's paper, whatever it is, but my hope is that we would say, man, if people have paid that kind of price in the past, there's probably a reason. Like the scripture is alive and worth engaging with. It's not merely just knowledge. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and active. It's engaging with what God has said. So my prayer for us is that we would grow in loving it, that you would grow in living it, that you would grow in learning it, and that your knowledge of the scripture would not just be what David says on Sundays. It wouldn't just be what your friends say, that you wouldn't just be secondhand Bible knowledge person. Like, you know, like secondhand smoke, where you're just kind of breathing something else, that someone else is in. It's firsthand. It's your own encounter with the scriptures. And there's not a contentment to just say, well, so-and-so knows the scriptures or so-and-so studies the scriptures, but you're alive in it yourself and it's firsthand encounter. It's firsthand and you're marking it up. Yours is turning yellow and brown and all kinds of colors because you're fighting for it. You care about it. And so I wanna invite you to get your Bible and, and, and engage with it, stick with it, grow in it. And if you'll do that, 
if you'll get that inside of you where you love it and you learn it, it will become an offensive weapon for you. And here's what I mean by that. In the same way that we read about in Matthew 4, where the enemy comes and just lies to Jesus. And all three times, Jesus' response is, it is written, it is written, it is written. Right? And so the devil comes along and accuses, if you are, and Jesus responds, it is written. And the Bible comes, or the, <laughs> the enemy comes along and says, if you are, and Jesus says, it is written. And the enemy comes along again, hey, worship me. And Jesus responds, it is written. Here's the way that Jesus responds to the enemy. He's got the word of God inside him. And by the way, he's quoting Deuteronomy in each one of those. And he's got it in his mind. He's got it in his head so that when the enemy attacks, the word of God is deep inside him and he responds. A.W. Tozer wrote a book that called I Talk Back to the Devil. <laughs> and it's this principle. When the word of God is alive inside of you, you can bet that the accuser is gonna accuse you all the time. And in the same way that the accuser accused Jesus, he's coming after Jesus' church. And he's accusing you all the time. And he's trying to get you to think worldly, think like him, think anything but God. But if you've got the word of God inside of you, then you'll talk back to the devil too. If you've got the word of God where you have delighted yourself in the word of God, you've meditated on it, and you're, I mean, you want the scriptures, and then you're trying to activate and live it in the present tense. It's not just a theory or some kind of apologetic debate that you can have with someone on Facebook. It's actually alive. It's actually what you're applying day in and day out. It's more than just a defense of your stream of the body of Christ. It's actually your passion. You've delighted it. You're loving it. You're learning it. Then it enables you to, man, when the enemy comes at you, it will actually empower you to grow and not allow those schemes of the enemy to destroy your life. And so the rebuttal is this. Yeah, but David, I find the Bible boring. Here's what I, and I, I here's what I want to say to that. Cause that's, I, I worked with college kids for 20 years. So I know i I, but the scripture's boring to me. Okay. Here's, here's what I invite you with. I want to invite you to ask the Lord for revelation. Now here's what I mean. If the Bible's just information, then it can feel like just some kind of history book or something like that. But if you receive revelation where the Holy Spirit, the living word, reveals God to you through the written word, when you receive revelation and it goes from just information to revelation, then you, it, it, it comes alive and it's your story. You have this aha moment where you're like, I love this. And it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that every day feels amazing and awesome, but there's that moment and you've seen it. You've seen it where you've talked to people where they're like, man, I was reading the Bible and I just, I realized God is love. And you're like, yeah. They're like, no, you don't understand, man. Like God is love. And you're like, I, I know that. And they're like, I mean, I've known it too, but I just, what's happening? Man, God revealed something. And it's something that was just information. The Holy Spirit did something through the written word. And though it's informative and you already know it, it's something that's alive, that comes alive. And so when God reveals something, then relationship grows. And so take Ephesians 1.17 and just pray it. I pray for revelation. I pray for spirit of wisdom and revelation. And then when the scripture leaps out at you, it transforms because it's revealed. It's 
God showing himself. It's not, it's not all the time, but it's sometimes. And so we stay steady and we stay consistent. We stay steady, we stay consistent, and then boom, on a day, there's a moment. Tears fall, you experience God's love, or you recognize who he is in his lordship, or you understand that blessed are the peacemakers, or something comes out, and it's not just information, it's revelation. I'll close with this. My kids have a, a, a jack-in-the-box that they don't play with now because they're too big. But this jack-in-the-box goes like this. It's set to Pop Goes the Weasel. Pop goes the weasel. Boom, jumps out, scares you, right? Listen, I'm convinced that's kind of how reading the Bible is for me. It's just like Pop Goes the Weasel. It's just like the Jack in the Box. Here's what it is. It's... Pow! Oh, whoa, whoa, there it is. And pop! Wow! Okay, so it's like that. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, Monday, t- pow! Whoa, Tuesday. Wow, God, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's it. That's really, whoa, he loves me, I love him. You know, something like that. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, pop! Oh, wow, Wait, does that make sense? And so it's, it's not every day. I'm not saying that every time you get in the word of God that it's just, man, fireworks. But you stay faithful with it. You stay consistent. And it's just you see something. And God goes. And then, man, the word of God, you love it. It's it's a passion. And you're someone that goes, I I delight in the word of God. Let's take a moment and I'll invite you just to bow your heads. let's just respond to the Lord for just a second. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be students of your word, readers of your word, and encounter your word. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to love it, to meditate on it, that this would be a habit. Even in 2017, I pray that our church, God, would grow in loving the scriptures. God, we honor you. We love you. Pray that you would do that in each one of us and that this habit would grow. In Jesus' name. Today, if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus and you're thinking, man, I, I don't want to live for me. I want, I want the word of God alive inside of me. I, I, I want to know Jesus. I just want to invite you, just take a moment. And I'm going to invite you just to pray this prayer with me. Just go ahead and just, just pray it. Just repeat after me and you could just, just between you and Jesus. God, I come to you today someone who's not following you, but I want to follow you, God. I don't want to live for me. I want to live for you. I ask that you would save me. Do a fresh work inside of me. Forgive me. I want to spend eternity with you. You are God. I turn from my way and I choose to go your way and spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer and gave your life to Jesus today, then we really wanna connect with you. And I've given you a, a, just a, a spot where you can just make this statement that 
giving my life to Jesus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow Jesus. If that's you, I wanna connect with you. Maybe you wanna, I have a box here where you can just, where you can just check, right? Every single one of you have a card right there on your seat and where you can just say, hey, I, I rededicated my life to God. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go after Jesus. I don't wanna live for me. I wanna invite you, if that's you, in either one of those cases, just to fill that out today and drop it in the box here as, or in the bucket as we, as we give. Let's stand together. And I just wanna pray over the offering. If you would drop that in there, that would be great today. Let me pray. And then we'll sing one last worship song and then I'll let you go. Jesus, we love you. And you are worth our lives. And your word is alive and active. And God, we thank you that the scriptures are alive, that we're not merely just reading information. God, we are, we are in your word that is alive today. And I ask that you would work in the hearts of every person here. God, as we go into 2017, I pray for wisdom and revelation on your word, God. I ask, Lord Jesus, that we would be people that love the Bible, that love the word of God, that spend time in it. We honor you today in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord as we give. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com.